Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Cav here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast, our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue, different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? We are hanging out with Aaron from Game Changer Smoker. Uh, Game Changer Smoker on Instagram, all one word. GameChangerSmoker.com if you if you want to go that route. But um, so what you guys have is you guys are, are, are a commercial smoker. Um, yes. Now, do you guys do any backyard units or are you guys just focused on the commercial? Well, we are uh, – we're commercial uh – Focused on the commercials uh, sector, uh, what we are doing is, you know, we when we take a look at the market, we said there was a void in the market when it came to commercial smokers. So what we're really our goal is to create new ways uh, to supply smoke flavor to a wide variety of foods. And so we feel like we're creating new opportunities in the market for smoke flavor that traditional smokers uh, aren't aren't doing so uh we're really expanding that market okay and now what made you guys kind of make the design that you guys went with well it it, it all uh, kind of grew out of our our main business which is industrial food dehydrators and uh, we've been doing this our, my company's been doing this for for 50 years and uh it's been on the industrial side but, you know, I looked at the market and I said, you know, there, there's little for uh, a commercial size dehydrator. So once we started getting into it and then being, a, you know, uh, uh, you know, we love hunting, we love, uh, we love smoked foods, we got to saying, hey, let's put a smoker on this. And then one thing, you know, a smoke generator. And then one thing led to another and we we're like, hey, what about commercial smokers? And it just it, it grew out of that over about the past five years. Now, <clears throat> let me ask you this question because obviously it's a it's a great question to ask. Um, when you your dehydrators are they still that cabinet kind of style? Uh, we do we do these large uh, continuous dehydrators, but then we do batch cabinet style dehydrators, large ones. And then the game changer is just really a, a development out of out of those dehydrators. Okay. And guys, if, if you haven't checked out what the game changer looks like exactly, um, it looks like it almost looks like a fridge. In, yeah, in the, in the, the, in the size. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So not if, same size. if you, if you can picture that, it looks very, very similar to a fridge or if you guys know of what warming boxes look like, right. um, right. it looks very similar to that. If you, if you've never been in the restaurant industry or you, or you, right. you have never looked at, at something that's commercial for warming, um, that's pretty much what they look like. Yeah. Now, 
the cool thing is it takes a full baker's cart on, you know, behind that door is a yep. full size baker's cart. So it's standardized racking system for any commercial kitchen. And I, I, when we were taught, we talked about this in, uh, in Kansas city when we, when we met you guys there is that was one of the cool things that I thought that the full baker cart can just kind of roll in and go in and you're good yep, to go. That, that's right. Yeah. And you're not right. really, um, you're, you're not really changing much. You're expanding it a little bit. So you're giving people – I think what you're really doing is you're allowing places to get smoked food without necessarily having to have a full pit master on staff? That's right. And any of your kitchen staff can run it because it's computer-controlled recipe menu. And we can cold smoke. We can hot smoke. We can dehydrate. We can hold hot, holding cabinet. All these things with with consistency that anybody in your, in your, on your staff can, can run – and get the same results every time. And I think that that's a big thing. Yes, absolutely. Getting the same results every time is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we all know, and and part of that is we separate that smoke generating from the heat source. So as the temperature goes up and down, we're not getting different smoke densities. We always get a continuous smoke through our patented smoke generator. We can use any type of uh, wood pellet flavor that's out there, and uh, we can turn the heat on or leave it off, and we could go to up to 280 degrees Fahrenheit without changing that smoke density. And uh, you guys had, I mean, just looking at it, the way that it kind of, you're able to hood it out makes your life a little bit easier also. Am I correct? Yeah, cause, yeah, because you can plug it in to an, you know thirty amp two twenty electric source, very standard electric circuit, and the, you know small circuit, and you, you the, by code we do not have to be under a hood. We can be adjacent to a hood. We just need to evacuate the smoke. So it's easy to roll it into the kitchen, work in the hub of the kitchen, plug it in, pipe that smoke over to the hood, let it get it out of there, and that's all you do. Easy installation. Yeah, for. That that's that's kind of where I was going with that, like the fact that um, you might not have to redo your whole kitchen, right? <laughs> Which uh, it, it it's it's insane when you got to redo a kitchen. People yes. don't understand that. They don't understand commercial kitchen how much those damn things cost. Yeah, and so literally, we've got guys that'll have it over here, roll it over here, use it, roll it back over there, stored uh, in so a different place. Vers- in a way. Yeah, very versatile. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Now, what got you – obviously, like you said, you've been doing the dehydrating, the the hunting and all that. What really brought you first into wanting to smoke stuff? Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, lo- always, always love food. Um, you know, in looking for something in our product lines, we were looking to diversify. So, uh, you know, large, large industrial equipment, large project, we were looking for something that's a little bit more on a repetitive sales type cycle. And, uh, so that intrigued me, but then as I got around, you know, all the, the guys, uh, you know, at the NBBQA and, and all these chefs and everything, it's just, you know, I was attracted to these guys because it's all these people that just creating this cool, these cool foods and these in these cool concepts. And so it just really energized, energized me. Um, and I just really love, uh, you know, the 
the people that were meeting in this market. So uh, I think one thing led to another, but then at the end of the day, man, I just I just really love the people that's uh, that's that's part of this business. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you on that. Uh, the people that come come out of this business are are fantastic humans. Absolutely, <laughs> you absolutely. Know, it's very difficult to find better people. Um, absolutely. I don't know how many times I've had it where. I've had chefs that have literally called me or like that I've talked to and it'll be like 11 o'clock at night and I'll be calling Mm -hmm. talking to them and I'll be like, man, I really need this. And they're like, like before tomorrow. And I'm like, no, not before tomorrow. (laughs) Calm down. Like it's like 11 o'clock at night anyways. And they're like, we can figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody wants, everybody wants to help everybody. And you know, they, people want to, people want each other to succeed and and it's got kind of that family atmosphere to it. And I, I just really love that. Yeah, it's how do we help you? How do we yeah. get your stuff to move in, right. in that in that direction? And, and I hope I hope what we're doing though creates more demand for smoke flavoring across the board. You know, yes. So that's really that's kind of our goal is to expand that market. Yeah, and I mean, what you're 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 expanding that barbecue market in the, in the sense of you're, you're changing, you're, you're giving people able the ability to do that. Yeah. And it's not just your proteins, it's vegetables, it's salts, nuts, seeds, grains, cheese, creams, butters, um, jerky. Uh, you know, we've got restaurants that might have 40 different, they're not your typical barbecue restaurants. They may have 40 different, uh, items on their menu and probably half of them have some element of smoked flavor from the game changer in it. So they're really being, it's, it's really allowing them to be creative. And that, that was going to be the next thing that I brought up is restaurants that aren't solely based barbecue that are not barbecue restaurants per se, but you know what? They want to do a smoked cheese. Maybe they want to do, you know, um, some kind of smoked vegetable, Yep. add to their to their uh you know to their menu and all that yep. kind of stuff and it, Absolutely. i think it's really important to give them that ability yeah and then going into maybe some non-traditional areas universities hospitals senior living centers uh you know those are types of uh, places that uh you know we excel well in yeah yeah i could see that so what is what is the capacity of that smoker? Like, well, I like I said, it's a full bake. It's a full yeah. baker's cart. So if I was, uh, I, w- I just did a load of uh, uh, bone-in pork butt, probably eight to ten pound uh, bone-in pork butt this last weekend. Okay, and I easily had three hundred pounds in it. Depending Ooh. on the size uh, of everything, I could probably get maybe a couple more in it. But three hundred pounds was real comfortable. Three hundred pounds was good. It, there was still good smoke circulation yes. and all that yep. stuff. I think yep. that's something that a lot of people don't think about. They're like, yep. oh, I can totally jam pack my yeah. you know, <laughs> smoker. And it's like, awesome, but the thing's puffing smoke and it can't get good circulation. Exactly. You're not getting great crust, but it, yeah, but I got the job done. Yep, exactly. Sure. So we've got we've got the we, convection fans then circulating so we get a good profile temperature top to bottom uh, and, and good smoke density top to bottom. But yeah, if you jam it full, which you could get more, yeah, you might find yourself, um, you know, uh, uh, hurting that, hurting that cook a little bit, but 300 pounds of pork bone and pork butt is, is good. 
I mean, 300 pounds, you're, you're feeding some people. Yeah, that's right. You're not, right uh, <laughs> and, not, and pretty good in pretty good yield. Uh, time in time again, I measure about 63% yield. That's fantastic. Yeah. That, that's a big thing. And that, that has to do a lot with the, the, the way that you're cooking it. it it's not a very, very dry heat. Right. Um, I think that's what people don't understand is when you when you go to a traditional stick burner, uh, it's very dry heat. And, and if you put a water pan in there, it'll help a little bit. But at the same time, it's that dry heat that's going to it's going to shrink up your product a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And Absolutely. if you're looking, especially restaurant, restaurants are looking for yield. Yeah, that's right. That's their, <laughs> that's that's their, their product. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you're the guy that goes to Costco and buys your brisket for, you know, three ninety nine a pound and you're like, yeah, three ninety nine a pound's not that bad for prime brisket. Well, after you trim it and you smoke it, usually you're yielded about fifty percent. So yeah. now that's not a three ninety nine pound brisket. It's an eight dollar it's that, eight dollars. That's right. Pound that's right. So yield yield's important and your input costs are important too. Um, you know, we're using about a cup an hour, one cup an hour of pellets that, and if you figure it out on a 20 pound bag, that's probably about 15, 20 cents, uh, an hour in wood pellets. So very small amount of, of wood, uh, is uh, pellets is needed, very low cost. So it's economical to do a few pork, butt or a whole load, it's still economical. And I mean, that's where you start looking at some of those pellet smokers, which we all know that I'm a huge fan of the pellet smokers, but you, you look at the pellet smokers that are in the backyard, those things are chewing pellets. Yeah, yeah, you go through a bag very quickly. And they're like, well, you know, it's like, dude, no, 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 no. You're eating pellets. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, because it's both the heat and the smoke source, and, and we've got that separated with the, the electric heat element. So yep. we, you know, and just use the pellet just for the smoke. No flame, just extract good, clean smoke, not burning it to an ash. Uh, we extinguish it in a water pan as soon as it comes out of the auger system with the smoke so it never flames up. Okay. So with it never actually catching fire, can you explain why you guys do it that way? Because we want to go right into the hub of the kitchen safely uh, under fire codes and uh, UL, NSF, we do not want any complicated chimneys. We just want to extract the smoke. And we feel like we get a very good, clean, consistent smoke. So we just heat that pellet just to the right temperature to where we get off all the good smoke elements, but none of the bad. And therefore, and then we do not allow it to keep burning. It, it just heats to the point to when it drops out of that auger it falls into the water pan. In the auger, there's very little oxygen to allow it to burn. We're only making it smoke. So it looks like a little piece of charcoal coming out of the auger into the water pan. Yeah. So we haven't burned it, but we get a good, white, clean smoke with great flavor. Okay. Having that good, clean smoke is super important, obviously. Yep. Making sure that you got good flavor coming out of it. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things that most people struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is getting so one, clean smoke. once again, you don't need a pit master. Your kitchen help can do it because the science is already in the smoker to do the same thing every time. And you did say earlier, obviously, that you guys do that, that you guys have these presets 
which they were kind of showing me these in in Kansas City. You just mm-hmm. kind of go in and you 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 kind of pick almost what you're cooking. Yeah, so you can pick your your uh, cook temperature, your cook time, uh, your smoke time. Uh, you can then have your meat probe. Uh, once it reaches uh, a temperature, you could go to a hold temperature setting. Um, really, and there's there is uh, then a recipe menu that you can plug in the recipes for your different uh, products, and uh, it, it'll it be right there for you, set up, ready to go. So, on a on how much does the hopper hold then? The hopper holds uh, eight hours. Okay. Uh, of, of pellets, and then you could put an extension on it and go up to, uh, you know, maybe 14, 16 hours. Okay, yeah, that was going to be my question. If, if, if restaurants are using this and they want to go for, like, a brisket and they want to they do that, you know, low and slow, yeah. can, they, can they do it in there, or does there have to be somebody there to re, re, uh, replenish the pellets? Right. Uh, you can put an extension on the hopper, and you can go on up from there. And just let her go? Yep. Let her let her let her cruise at whatever temperature you decided to go go to. That's right. I think that's kind of super cool. Being able to give the ability to uh, a non barbecue restaurant, which is what I think is the coolest, is it's a non barbecue restaurant. Giving them that ability to create something on their menu that has a smoke flavor yep. that will naturally bring people to barbecue restaurants. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's exactly right. And one of the things I've even been telling the barbecue guys, you know, hey, you, these you, you're your stick burner. You guys do what you do because you're good at what you do. Don't change that. But hey, what about putting uh, a point of sale beef jerky rack next to the cash register, and they take your flavor home with you? And then game changer set up perfect to do to do beef jerky. You've already got the raw material. You've got the the labor. You've got the point of sale. Let them take that flavor home. So expanding revenue streams. That's true. Yeah, you just kind of, especially for a lot of these places, they got so many scraps. You know, that's right. Um, you just make some make some beef jerky. Yeah. Like a seafood market, look how much waste there is in the seafood market. You could do so much. Make fish dips, make all kinds of things with it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There is so much waste, it's insane. Especially, uh-huh. I mean, especially when you start trimming, it, it, depending on how you trim, if you're an aggressive trimmer or if you try to be a little bit more, you know, uh-huh. conservative, uh-huh. either way, you're cutting some shit, you're cutting some product off. Yeah. So this is a real workhorse. It's a revenue maker. That's that's what we uh, that's what we're going after. So how long have you guys been out with it? So we've been under development for right at four and a half years. It's going to be going on five years, but it's went through a few versions. Uh, we have uh, uh, probably it would have been about one year ago where we really came kind of to the uh, nexus of our R and D and said. Guys, we have now got a product that we can put out there. We've got extreme amount of confidence in. Let's get after the sales. And so we have really been pushing the sales in in the last 10, 12 months. So when you guys were first starting it, first kind of putting it all together, obviously you had the other, the other, um, you know, the hydrator box to kind of go off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what would you say were some of your struggles at first? 
Well, really, it, our struggles was a lot. Well, I wouldn't call it our struggles. A lot of it was trying to figure out what sized package fits the commercial kitchen the best. Okay, and so we went. Our first version was very odd shaped system uh, for a commercial kitchen, but we didn't know enough about how a commercial kitchen worked to really know that it's not going to fit well. So then through some collaboration, we really came up with this design. But I think the, uh, the biggest things were getting components in it that were reliable components. And number two, uh, getting that smoke generator dialed into the right time temperature profile for the pellets to, uh, to operate continuously, safely, and give us a great smoke flavor. Yep. Now, were there any, were there any kind of hiccups that you ran into that you didn't foresee? In any, in any installation, we would get some new challenges that we didn't foresee. You know, people might do like, uh, we had one case where, you know, their thought process was, I think they, they might have clogged something and their process was, Hey, let me shut off the, the exhaust because that's probably what you would do in a, uh, uh, in a, um, uh, a stick burner when you weren't quite getting the smoke flavor that you want. And so, you know, we learned, Hey, wait a minute, guys are going to do this or that. So going back a couple of generations, we started learning a few of these things of how guys might operate it incorrectly. And we started to put in safeties to prevent them from operating incorrectly to make it more user-friendly and and, uh, uh, um, you know, without fault on people. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, the hardest thing for you to really foresee, right? Is yeah, cause we had to uh, get people's yeah. faults. <laughs> right. So we had to get out, we had to get several units out there and working in real world applications and really see, and that took time. You know, it, it took it took a lot more time than I ever envisioned. You know, I have brought some uh, products into the United States and marketed, but I had never developed a product from scratch and, and took it to market. So this was my first time doing that. And so, yeah, that that whole test R&D and then real world application all took uh, a lot more time than I ever anticipated. You know what they say, ever, everything that you think is going to take this amount of time usually takes longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're right on. When, they're, when people say four or five years to market, yeah, they're right on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right. It's just insane. Everything, you know, you're like, oh, listen, I bet you I can get this to market in six months. And you're <laughs> like, uh-huh, here yeah. you go. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, but we were in a unique position because we already had some mature products uh, that that helped us helped us do this. Helped so. you kind of out, yeah. Yeah. Now, where are the smokers made? Uh, we are in uh, Tippecanoe, Indiana. So uh, we're only a couple hours outside of Chicago, north central Indiana, south of South Bend. Okay. And are they are they all fabricated there, or do you guys have do you guys fabricate them off site? We fabricate them at our shop. Oh, awesome. Yep. So they're American made. American made by by my employees. By your employees, which is fantastic. So you're giving people more jobs, which That's I right. always love that. 
I always think that's a very cool, you know, that's the, one of the best things you can do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to be the crazy one that actually tries doing it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's the hard part is, you know, yeah. being the crazy. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're dedicated to uh, Made in America. We're going to do it one way or another, and we're going to figure it out. Now, do you guys have any any idea? Are you guys going to expand the line? Is it going to be just that one? Are you guys going to make an make like an XL? Like, what's the what's kind of in the future for Game Changer? Yeah. So right now we're dedicated to this size. We think it fits very well. I mean, you like I said, it's economical to load it half full or or all the way full. You could uh, put two side by side uh, to get double capacity. Uh, we're, we're pursuing it, but I, I do see some future versions. Um, right now, we're, uh, you know, we're 280 degrees is our max temperature. Uh, I would really like to see us be able to, for instance, we're marinized, but there's very little room on a ship to put this this unit. But if we could take out a combi oven and put this in, I think there's there's a whole new market there. And so I could see future versions going higher in temperature, so we have uh, even a uh, uh, more versatility, and we could literally replace a combi oven. Okay, so then you're you're able to to almost go multi, you know, give give that ship a the ability to do both. Yeah, that's right. right. Just yeah, because they got to save space, so they got to take out the they got to. To find that, they got to remove a combi oven is what they would have to do. And that, I mean, and if they can make it work as one, they can they justify can sure, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. They can justify it because otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to justify that. Yeah, Especially that's right. if it's like, well, are we going to make enough money off that? Is that something people mm-hmm. are going to want? Mm-hmm. There's so many variables, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. But I think that's really cool that you guys can do yeah. that. So right now we're dedicated to making this the best product it can be, but yeah, there there's there's going to be future developments. Yeah, because you said what you you guys are stuck at two eighty. Yes, that's not hot enough, unfortunately. Yeah, if, if you're cooking something out, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you guys are the you guys are the smart ones behind that, not me. So. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but I think the, I think the unit is really cool. I, I like how I like the design of it. You you did say that you guys had a couple other designs before before that, right? And That's then right. Finally settled on settled on kind of the refrigerator looking type yep. style. Or I mean, I guess yeah, I, I just keep saying refrigerator because I don't know for some odd reason it just looks like a fridge to me. Yeah, it's it's about that size. It really is. So, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the way I say the door that opens. It just it's very very similar it's great it's not like it's an insult to the unit in any way shape or form it's a beautiful right. unit um and then just makes kind of makes kind of life easy for for restaurants that like i said aren't true barbecue restaurants don't have a pit master but they want to infuse that smoke flavor into their dishes i know a lot of people are starting to play around with doing that cold smoking mm-hmm yes uh do it, you know, cold smoking a lot of things. And it, it's just very interesting to see what yeah. these, like what some of these high end chefs will push for. That's right. And so when we cold smoke, we will, um, bait right now, uh, the smoke generator will add about 
10 degrees to our cabinet. So normally we'll put a bag of ice in the bottom of it and that'll bring it down. We can easily be smoking at 70, 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but then also we're looking at, uh, other, uh, offset units for, uh, generating cool air to inject in it. So, you know, not necessarily have to put a bag of ice in it, but you could have a little module that would inject cooled air and, and help regulate to an exact temperature. Okay. And, and I think that is, that's probably the hardest thing about cold smoking is you gotta be so cold. Like, yeah, it's gotta be cold. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, you can't, um, you can't be smoking at 130 degrees cause it's, that's uh, not cold smoke. And then some of these guys curing, uh, meats. Um, so we want to be, we do have humidity sensors that we can put into it to control humidity. Uh, so there, there is some versatility in that as well. So now if a restaurant wants to get a unit, what, how do they go about doing that? Well, you can, uh, 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 email me, you know, at, at sales at gcsmoker.com or I'm sorry, sales at gamechangersmoker.com. Uh, you can go to the website, gcsmoker.com and you can click on links, uh, email us, we'll get you a quote and, um, will you, you, you'd be direct, uh, direct, uh, sales from, from the factory. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So you take care of it all. You guys right. deliver obviously ship in either yeah, deliver or ship in. Yeah, we have our transportation uh, uh, mode of transportation all lined up or you can pick it up. Perfect. Perfect. Then installation, obviously you gotta give them a little bit of a little bit of insight of how to do it and all that kind that's of right. stuff. That's right. And, and uh, we we also have our chef, uh, Chef Trip Ryan. Um, uh, and, uh, he is, uh, available to do on-site consultation as well. Okay. That's very cool. That's very cool. You know, come in, help people out so they know what they're doing. They, if, if it's a new, especially if it's a new unit and they don't really, you know, they've never and, used it before. And he's gifted also at recipe development. Uh, he's, he's developed recipe for some very uh, large food companies. And so he can even, uh, and he's worked with uh, some of our customers on their menu development. That's awesome. So you got, so, I mean, that's even cooler because you're, you're offering something that like you're offering them a whole new flavor profile to give to their clients. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're also teaching them how to develop new and cool, you know, menu items that yeah. can help them stand out. Yeah, because that's the, 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 the education side of it has been one of the bigger challenges because it's a new animal and, and we're applying it in new ways. So the, 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 the initial reaction is, OK, how can I use this now? Guy, there's guys have some have creativity and they've got some thoughts, but sometimes it takes that collaboration of people that have used it before to know how to make what they uh, are looking to create, how to make turn that into reality. And yeah, yeah, just about to say that you know sometimes in your head you have this you have this image of what you want to create. But maybe you haven't used this tool yet and you don't know how it exactly works. And right. shortening that learning curve instead of it being, you know, screwing up five, six, seven, maybe eight dishes, mm-hmm. um, maybe you get it done in three or four. Mm-hmm. And that, yep. that that's huge. 
Yes, it is. So the other thing is uh, we do have a game changer at uh, Pacific Standard Time restaurant there in Chicago, and we can also set up demos for people. So obviously you can contact us through email or website, but we can also set up uh, times if somebody wants to see it in action. Uh, they can We can uh, set up a time with Daniel Davis at Pacific Standard Time okay. uh, to do demos. Uh, there's also, um, uh, some commissary kitchens in Chicago that we could set them up if they want to create, you know, some, uh, uh, some, some food on the game changer. Okay. That's very cool. That is very cool. I think, I think you guys are really, uh, you guys are giving this really nice broadcast net that's going to uh-huh. help, help you guys out a lot. Right, right. Well, I feel like we've really uh, we've really uh, laid a good foundation here, some grassroots foundation, and that's really what we've tried to do. And and uh, so, you know, we've got all our our angles covered, you know, and so now it's it's time to to really apply it. Now, do you guys think you guys will ever go out of commercials, commercial kitchens? Will there ever be a backyard unit? Um, I, there very likely could be, uh, you know, I <laughs> you're think, like, I can't uh, answer I, those questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I want, I want to build the brand, you know, the game changer smoker brand. I want to build it. And, uh, what that looks like in the future, uh, there could be, it could be a number of things. It could be a retail unit. It could be a line of food products that are, that are made in the game changer that, that we're selling. Um, you know, time will tell. Yeah, I mean that. You never know. You don't know which way which way it's going to go. Obviously, the commercial right. units are doing very very well for you guys, and people are starting to get very into them. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I think that's really cool for what you guys are doing. I think just the idea that a chef can can go go to town on it. It's just awesome. That's right. So as we keep going in this podcast. Let's talk a little bit about cooking. What are some of your favorite things to cook? Um, some of the favorite things that I cook, uh, and I am by no means an expert. So that's the great thing about the Game Changer. It's allowed me, who is not an expert, to cook good food. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really a traditionalist. Brisket, uh, you know, uh, uh, pork butt. Uh, those are my two favorite things to cook in it. It really is. Uh, but some of the, the, the most favorite food that I've had, uh, is like, uh, uh, bacon, pork belly and, um, you know, uh, beef short ribs. I love that. And, uh, you know, some unique things that, you know, I, I like is, uh, we will roast and smoke some, uh, peanuts and cashews in it. And I like that for a good little nice salty smoky snack. Yeah, that's a you know, I don't think most people think about the fact that you can actually, um, you can smoke nuts, and you, yeah, you, if you get them up to a temperature, basically the oils start coming out of them a little bit. Yep, and mm-hmm. and the pores start opening. Mm-hmm. And then that smoke flavor starts going in, and you can you can that's candy them. Right. Um, you can do a lot yep, of stuff. That's like that. right. So uh, that, and then uh, you know, I'll get a I'll get a deer every year, and and of course I'll put it into jerky or meat sticks, and in the end I I like doing that on the uh, the game changer. You like doing it on that? Are you, yep. Are you are you a big when you when you when you're doing that? 
are you just going for the dehydration part of it or are you kind of I, adding a little bit of that smoke flavor as well? I, I, I go smoke. I put smoke on it. Okay. I, yep. Absolutely. The, you know, cause some people, when they make their beef jerky or jerky in general, they, they, they don't add enough smoke flavor to it. And they're like, Oh, it doesn't have any smoke flavor. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> not, not every it's, it's a, to everybody's palate. You know, but the cool thing is, like, I will do, for instance, uh, dehydrate some fruit roll-ups. So fruit fruit roll-ups. So you'll puree the fruit, you know, and uh, add some things to it, and just put it on the tray in a in a thin layer, and it'll have a parchment paper underneath it, and dehydrate it, and then it'll dehydrate, and you can peel it and cut it like a fruit roll-up. But you know, it won't have a smoke if you're not if you're not running the smoke generator. It won't have a, a smoke flavor, or if you're dehydrating fruits in it, it will not have a smoke flavor. So that's the neat thing. Even though you're in a smoker, you know it it does not impart when you're not running the generator. It will not impart that flavor. It won't. It won't add that flavor, so you don't no. have to worry. That's so you right. You can use it as. I mean, you can use it as two different units if you really that's want. That's right. To. That's right. So that even that even gives restaurants even more. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? It gives them even more of a, uh, well, here's, you know, here's even more. You can yep. do more do more with it. And mm-hmm. if you dehydrate fruits or dehydrate, you know, vegetables or whatever, you can take those and put them into different aspects of the dish. Exactly. Which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, <laughs> I'm digging glad. It. I'm digging it. You know what I mean? It's a uh, deal. Absolutely. It's, it's a very cool um, it's a very cool kind of way to uh, see a different unit kind of coming up. That's right. Because it definitely is different than every other smoker that you see. It's not the it does like I said it doesn't look the same, especially going into a commercial kitchen. It fits very well. It doesn't quite look like your standard, you know, southern pride or right. something like that right and i i didn't want to be the same i wanted something different because when i talk about things or when i try to sell things i want it to be a clear cut this is new this is different for these reasons and so we really strive to to make it that different uh, uh piece of equipment all from the beginning to the end and i think you guys did a really good job at it thank you and now since it does take a standard rack, you can hang sausages in there too, correct? Yeah, you absolutely. You can you can hang sausages. We've got uh, we've got uh, rod racks of rods that fit that that you can just you can hang them all in there. And in fact, you can take that rack out. I've had uh, uh, a, a gentleman down. Uh, John Fulce has one of our units down in uh, at his White Oak Plantation in Baton Rouge. He's doing weddings all the time, and he he puts suckling pigs in it all the time. Wire racks it, hangs it inside there. Um, so there's there's different ways you can configure the in, in the inside to do different you know the things you want it to do. Now, when he does that, mm-hmm. obviously he's putting a pan to catch all the grease drippings and all that. Yeah, there there's a even even there's always a pan in the bottom floor that catches all the grease. Okay, because I, I was gonna say that's a. Yeah. With it hanging like that, it's gonna be a there's gonna be some drippings. Yep, absolutely. To say the least. 
Absolutely, but once again, we do get a good yield, so we're not we're not cooking a lot of that that juice out of the out of the protein. Yeah, you're you're still getting it juicy. It's still staying really nice. It it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us. Chad oh man, Martin. it's my pleasure, dude. We're, we're having a great time. Uh, now, I like to kind of wrap the podcast up in this way. And it's, a, it's kind of an interesting question, right? If you mm-hmm. could go back in time to when mm-hmm. you first started cooking and give yourself three tips to shorten your learning curve, what would it be? Well, I would have, uh, I, you know, right away, and, and, I, and I still want to do this, but it's, it's, it's hard uh, running a business and, and getting this done right now. But I, I would love to have more training in being a chef. And I think if I had more training and being a chef, I would have obviously uh, got uh, cut down the the learning curve as to what they need in in a kitchen. So I, I would I would have really liked to if I went back, I would have liked to had some of that training. Um, not, not only because of that, but also because I enjoy it. And I'm sure someday I'm going to get some more training. I've learned a lot from people and, and this is really, um, you know, the, the key is getting out there and meeting people. And, um, I, if I would go back, I would have even got out there sooner and met more people at shows and at events and at, you know, across the board, because when I meet people, I learn things and when I learn things, I get better, my product gets better, my company gets better, how I relate to the customer gets better. So I would also gotten out there and, and met more people uh, with more frequency. Hey, I mean, those are some great tips. Yeah. And then can you just let everyone know where they can follow your journey on the internet? Yeah, so uh, uh, we are on Instagram, Game Changer Smoker. Uh, our website is GameChangerSmoker.com. Uh, you can email us at sales at gamechangersmoker.com. And uh, we're, we're out of Indiana. And, uh, uh, you know, what we, what we always say at, at the, uh, the end of everything or, or when we're starting to, uh, uh, starting to smoker up, we say game on, smoke on. Man, that's our, that's our motto. Yeah, that's a great one. I like that. Yeah. That is fantastic, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. I appreciate it, Mikey. Thank you.